Good morning everybody and it's great to be able to do this again. I'm glad that you've joined us on our YouTube channel at Stableford Baptist Church. You're more than welcome. I hope that all your plans for Christmas are progressing. I hope that you know what you're doing. It's going to be different, isn't it, um, with the things that are happening. Um, but yeah, I hope it's all going okay for you. I hope uh, some of you saw the hark yesterday um, from salt mine that was brilliant if you haven't seen it you got the ticket then then sign in and see it we really enjoyed it i thought it was absolutely brilliant really well worth uh, a watch and do be praying as well for those people that did see it and all that's been happening the other thing we've done this week is we've released the carol service that we would normally have done in the care center but we've done through the different churches and it's great to see those different churches represented hopefully again you've got that youtube link and you'll be able to watch that and it'll be an encouragement to you uh, we've got different carols and readings and prayers and a talk and things happening there it's about 25 minutes long so please do look into that and then this coming week uh, a couple of things that are coming up on christmas eve we've got the carols um by uh, candlelight but obviously not um fully as we do have it because it's going to be done by computer but we're just, just going to be thinking of that question what does christmas mean to you we've got that coming up uh, and then on christmas day oh sorry followed that we've got a zoom meeting and then on christmas day we've got the, a similar sort of thing a short service 20 minute service followed by another 20 minute zoom so we can show each other presents and uh, and wish each other a merry christmas face to face although over zoom and this afternoon we've got the Ruth seminars, the third one of them. They've been going really well so far. Thank you for all those that have been involved with that. Please do join us this afternoon for Ruth at 4.30 on our church Zoom. Um, yeah, so that's it. The service is going to uh, carry on as normal. Um, I'm going to pray in a minute and then we're going to head into singing and praising God together. Let's pray, shall we? Father, we do thank you for this opportunity again. We do thank you for your goodness to us. And the things that we look at this morning, Lord, may they deepen our faith. May they help us to love you, trust you more and, and truly want to worship you from the depth of our being, Lord. As we look at some wonderful things, this Christmas story is just amazing. And, and as we look again, give us fresh eyes, Lord, to see, we pray. Help us not to think, oh, we know this or it's just that time of year again. But just the wonder, the, 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 the miracle of Jesus coming into this world and the way that you respond by sending shepherds help us lord we pray as we sing your praises and lift up your name in jesus name we ask amen okay so we're going to sing uh, and i'll see you soon god bless in those days caesar augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire roman world this was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of syria and everyone went to their own town to register so Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and the line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger, because there was no room available for them. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David a Saviour has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, 
Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favour rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which they were just, which were just as they had been told. So what I hope we'll do is join Mary today. I hope that we will treasure all these things like she did, but more importantly, I I hope that we can ponder them in our hearts. I love that verse, don't you, Mary? All this uh, going on around her, uh, and it just says Mary pondered these things in her heart and I think that's a challenge to us that we should do the same so I hope that that's what we can do this morning as we think about this together a, a sermon is more than information it's not just a download time um, it's it's inspiration or it's supposed to be um, that, that help people to see the goodness of God and to see why he's worth trusting uh, continuing to trust or maybe trust for that first time whatever it may be but that's what it is we, we look into his word and we think about it, we ponder these things so that we could be inspired and we can go out as the people of God. So that's what I'm hoping for this morning, that we will ponder. Amidst all the, the, the planning of the season and the madness that that can be, amidst all the disappointment of this year, let's remember that God is still God. He's still on his throne and is worthy of worship. And if you don't agree with that, then I, I hope and pray that by the end of the sermon, you will see why you should agree with that. God is worthy of worship. So we've got three points this morning that we're going to think about. The first one is God acts. The second one is God announces. And the third one is God adored as we lead up to that worship. So let's think about the first one together. God acts. God acts. We see how here how God is um, able to use the normal everyday events to bring about his purposes even the pride of rulers he chooses a girl in nazareth as we see in chapter 1 and verse 26 a town in galilee which is a very important place scripturally but one of the readings that we often have at this time of the year is isaiah chapter 9 and verses 1 and 2 and this is what they say nevertheless there will be no more gloom for those who were in distress in the past he humbled the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali, but in the future he will honour Galilee of the nations by the way of the sea beyond the Jordan. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep darkness, of deep darkness, a light has dawned. Much of Jesus' ministry will be in Galilee. Nazareth is in Galilee. That's where Mary is called and that's where the light will be seen but there's another verse that we often quote at this time of the year and this talks about a place that's 100 miles away and it's a place called bethlehem micah chapter 5 verse 2 says this but you bethlehem ephrathah though you are small among the clans of judah out of you will come for me one who will be ruler over israel whose origins are from of old from ancient times. So Jesus will minister in Galilee, 
his mom and dad are from Nazareth in Galilee, but he will come out of Bethlehem. As I said, about a hundred miles, give or take, between the two. Uh, I looked it up on a map. If you want to travel there today in a car, you want to go from Nazareth to Galilee, it'll take you just over two hours in light traffic, around about two hours. So similar going from here to the coast, two hours. So if you want to go to Skegness, if you want to go somewhere a bit more classy, a bit more upmarket, Grimsby, Cleethorpes, similar sort of time. That's what we're talking about. But of course, they can't drive home for Christmas, can they? Back in the day, that's not what they can do. So what does God do? What does God do? Well, he's promised a, a light dawning in Galilee, the ministry of Jesus that we now know will be shown through healings and teaching and miracles and calling disciples and ministering to the poor and needy and anyone really that, that will listen to him. But how does he come out of Bethlehem? Everything's set up for Nazareth, for Galilee. How does he come out of Bethlehem? Which is the town of David, very important. And if you've been joining us in the afternoon sessions, also the town of Ruth and Boaz. 100 miles apart. It's really important that we understand that and we grasp that and we think about what's happened in chapter 1, what we were thinking about last time. And then we see this. Chapter 2, verse 1. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Crinius was governor of Syria, and everyone went to their own town to register. And if we read on, I won't do, but if we read on, we've already heard it, we see that Joseph's own town is Bethlehem. But what we see here, I love this, is that rulers are putty in God's hands. The most powerful person in the world, most probably in his pride, wants to know how many people are under him, how many people he governs, controls, whatever you phrase you want to say. I can imagine him sat there in his palace looking around, surveying, thinking of how powerful he is, how important he is. And he says, you know, I want to, I want to count how many people we've got. No thought that they've all got to move around into different places. I just want to count. I want to know. But what we know is the real reason that's unbeknown to him is so that the most important person that will ever walk on this planet can be born at the right time in the right place. A family from Nazareth has to go to Bethlehem so that both Old Testament scriptures can be fulfilled. God acts. Which means... For us today, in the mess that we're living in, we can know deep down that he's still in control and that we can trust him. He's moved things here for his own purposes. Romans 8 tells us that, assures us that he works for the good of those who love him. You see, often where we see difficulties, God sees an opportunity for us to trust him. Where we see difficulties, and we've had a difficult year, God sees opportunities for us to trust him. Never forget how powerful he is, that he is in control, even if it seems that he's been a million miles away at times. 
he still knows what he's doing and he's still worthy of our trust. Mary and Joseph set off, 100 mile journey, give or take, from Nazareth to Bethlehem where Jesus is born and the rest, as they say, is history. God acts. Secondly, God announces. God announces. This is what we do when someone is born, isn't it? We announce it. I mean, in my situation, I couldn't wait. I, I want people that I wanted them to know. I wanted to tell them. We used to put it in the paper. I mean, that's a, a while ago, isn't it? I guess that doesn't happen anymore. Maybe, maybe in some places. I don't know. I guess now it's just all over social media. I, I can't remember if we put it in the paper or not, if I'm honest. When our kids were born, um, I can't remember what happened. But I know one of the things I did was I picked up the phone and I let people know. And there's two reasons for that. There's two reasons why I did that. One is because I wanted to tell people, you know, my life had just changed three times. Jacob, Amelia, Tia, it just changed. And I wanted to tell people there had been a lot of waiting, a lot of planning, a lot of thinking going in. Um, and, and, you know, when it happened and it came to that time, I wanted people to know. And secondly, they wanted to know. You know, people say phrases like, well, let me know. You know, it doesn't matter what time, day or night, let me know. When it happens, let me know. We want to know. You know, I'm not going to wait a week and say, oh, by the way, mum, you know, last week. No, of course not. It's really interesting. You know, J Jacob was born at two minutes past two in the morning. And I mean, I can't remember. It was 18 years ago. But I'm guessing somewhere between four and five, I picked up the phone after everything had settled down and, you know, we made sure everyone was all right picked up the phone and I, and I phoned parents, brothers, family members, close family members and phoned them. Now, I wouldn't do that at four o'clock in the morning just to plan what we were doing for Christmas. You know, if I did, it would be an interesting response, wouldn't it? Well, what are you phoning now for? It'd be frustration, anger, bewilderment, maybe the cold shoulder, probably just hanging up and saying, just phone me tomorrow at a normal hour, will you? But because I was announcing the birth of a child there was excitement there was congratulations they didn't mind there was a sense in which they knew what that phone call meant well they, they hope they did as far as they could that it was going to be news of somebody being born i wanted to tell people and people wanted to know and when we think about this birth you know i think those two things are going on maybe slightly differently but those two things are going on one, God wants to tell the birth of his child. He doesn't phone. <laughs> he could have done, but you know, would have be would have been there to pick up. He doesn't put it in the local paper or on a bit of local papyrus or however they did it back then. He doesn't do it on social media. Why? Because he's got a lot more style. He's got a lot more class. He sends a heavenly messenger, an angel. Now, over the last three weeks we've become quite close to these guys, haven't we? They, they appeared to Mary, they appeared to Joseph, and now they appear to these shepherds. God wants people to know that Jesus has arrived, that Jesus has been born. So he sends a messenger and then he backs that up with lots of other messengers. Don't you love verse 13? And they sing and praise and glorify God. Angels from the realms of glory. Because, secondly, they needed to know. The world needs to know what God has done. We need to know. So we think about it every year, don't we? And we're doing it again afresh 
this year. But there's something else here. The world does need to know about Jesus. And God did want to tell people. But there's something else going on, I think. Mary and Joseph need to know. They need to know that everything's all right. They don't need to know that Jesus has been born. They know that. They were there. And sure, you know, they would love to share it, but they can't. There's no close family around. They've had to travel. They've struggled to find accommodation. They, they can't share it with anybody. Can you imagine the most incredible thing like that? And they can't share it. And God, in his grace, sends some shepherds who they can share it with. You see what's happening here? Do you see what God does? Confirmation for Mary and Joseph. You know, they could have well been thinking, you know, have we got this right? Or they could have well been thinking, we've really blown this up. I mean, God has entrusted us with the most important thing that's ever happened in the history of humanity. And, and all we can find is a little manger to lay this baby in. The most important person to ever be born. And they must have been thinking, you know, have we got this right? I mean, we've really messed up here. We've had angels and everything. And then the shepherds turn up. Yeah, you've got it right. Wow. God sending that confirmation. God sending that encouragement to them. At that particular moment in time you just think about that no family friends to share with we want to share if you've been through that experience you're blessed enough like me to have been through that experience you want to share you want to tell somebody and they can't tell anybody and then the shepherds turn up it's a glimpse of grace isn't it that we see here they're surprised by god and god does surprise he still surprises today. When was the last time you were surprised by God? Maybe through a song, a reading, a prayer that you heard, or maybe a conversation or a seemingly chance meeting with somebody, whatever it may have been. When was the last time you were surprised by God and just thought, yeah, thank you, Lord. Maybe even said it out loud. Thank you, Lord. Maybe said that, you know, I needed that right then. I needed that. That was very gracious. Thank you, Lord. This announcement is a confirmation for them, a glimpse of grace. Are you looking out for them in your life? Looking out for them? That glimpse of grace? Because, you know, if we're not tuned in, if we're not tuned in to God, then we won't be looking out for them. We probably won't see them. We may miss them. If we're not, Picking up our Bibles and having that unhurried time with him, we may well miss them. If we're not seeking to follow him and honour him in our lives, in the things that we do, then we may well miss them. Mary and Joseph have been obedient. They may feel like they got it all wrong. They may not, I don't know. But they may have felt like they got it all wrong and it was all gone a bit pear-shaped. It's all been actually rather tough. And I, you know, maybe thought it'd been a bit easier. And then God gives them a glimpse of grace. God surprises them with these shepherds who turn up. Maybe in the bleak midwinter, who knows? But it's then that they get a glimpse of grace. Now, nearly everyone thinks that their baby is special, of course. But this baby was extra special, wasn't he? Because he was going to change the world. He is God in human form, effectively. The Son of God come to, to earth to help us and help see and understand. 
And God provided them with somebody to share it with. I love that. I love it. You know, I wonder if when Jesus said that great I am phrase, I am the good shepherd, he had in the back of his mind the stories that his mum had told him about his birth. But it would be nice, wouldn't it? God announces and gives glimpses of grace. God acts and is completely in control. And finally, we see the right response of those things. God adored. God adored. The right response to these things is praise, worship, adoration. Praise from the angels, verse 13. Praise from the shepherds, verse 20. But also that pondering of Mary, verse 19. There's been a coming together of angels and shepherds, one with a message for the other. The angels praise God in the heavenlies and then return to the heavenlies, return to the realms of glory. They adore God and go. They return. But interestingly, the shepherds also go to God, don't they? To God the Son. They wouldn't have realised it, but that is what they do. They go to Bethlehem to see this thing that has happened. Angels to the Father, shepherds to the Son. And you know, if the shepherds represent the ordinary, and I think they do, and if the angels represent the extraordinary, and I think they do, we see how both are able to come before God in worship. One is direct, is, is right there. The angels are able to gaze upon God, to, to get lost in wonder, love and praise at who he is. They uh, inquire, they, they, they see, they, they are lost in, in his majesty and power and beauty. They're able to see it, it's there in front of them and they willingly do his bidding. Wonderful. But then the ordinary, we also see that the, the shepherds, and not able to meet God the same way as the angels do. They can't. They don't live in the presence of God. They're like the rest of us. It's harder in this dark world, and I mean dark spiritually. It's harder to worship. Faith is needed. We don't look at God in the same way that the angels do. We have to trust that he's there. And then an understanding of how we can approach him. And that's exactly why this baby comes. This is exactly why God sends his son. Because he will take away that spiritual darkness if we turn to him. We will be able to worship him. Not fully like the angels do. One day. <laughs> Praise God, one day. But not yet. But we can see the light. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light, Jesus. On those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned, Jesus. Jesus brings light. He brings access to God. As I said, still not that direct access like the angels have. But through him, we can meet with the Father and we can praise and we can worship that's why he comes. Shepherds, 
returned glorifying and praising God for all the things they'd heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. The angels adore by filling the skies and saying glory to God in the highest and on earth peace to those on whom his favour rests. The shepherds praise, the angels praise. Let's join them, shall we, as we sing together our final song this morning. Angels from the realms of glory. Thanks for listening. God bless. <laughs>